Where in your life are you wondering, is this it? Because that is where destiny is calling to you. I want to invite you to take the free Future Regrets Finder quiz. This is a free quiz that I created so you can locate exactly where destiny is inviting you to live a big, magical, I can't believe that happened life. You can take the free quiz at jessicaell.com slash quiz. And now let's get into today's episode. This episode of the Ill-Advised Podcast is about my favorite way to live a life of incredible change and transformation without feeling like you are in a constant state of chaos. My name is Jessica L., and you are joining us in the middle of a five-episode series about the biggest lessons I have learned so far in my 30s, and specifically what things I want to take with me into the second half of this decade. The fourth lesson I want to share with you today is about blooming where you're planted. So with that said, let's get into it. You are listening to Ill-Advised, a show of ideas and insights for women who are ready to bet on themselves, go all in, and take that leap into faith, even if doing so could be considered ill-advised. I'm your host, Jessica L. Let's see what happens. I want to start today's episode by being very transparent about how I am approaching these podcasts and how it actually feels to record them. I used to spend a lot of time listening to other thinkers and coaches and speakers listening to their podcasts and just soaking it in. And I would get so much from these episodes. The first time I really started getting into them was in the summer of 2020. I was living alone for the first time in quite some time. And it was COVID. And it was... Really, all there was to do was take walks. I was living in Tucson, Arizona. And if you're familiar with Tucson, you're familiar with the Rito River Path. So I had an apartment complex that sat right next to the wash, right next to the river. I guess you could, the dry river. And I'd come out of the parking lot and I'd find the path that went along behind my apartment complex. And then it would eventually connect over to the river lock. I would, I would do this loop. It was maybe a mile and I'd walk for, you know, 20 minutes. Sometimes I would add a little bit of distance, maybe 30 minutes. And I started listening to a podcast by a coach I followed at the time. I didn't know much about her. I think I'd found her on Pinterest, but she had been a Martha Beck trained coach. And I just ate up her podcast. It was exactly what I needed at that point in time. And she had a couple of hundred episodes. So I was able to go back and really go deep into her catalog and listen to episode after episode after episode. And I loved it. And ever since then, I'd continued to listen to her stuff and I, I joined her membership coaching program and all of this stuff. And it was just a really valuable thing for me. Since I have started this podcast, I have stopped listening to everything that I listened to before. Because it's hard to sit on this side of the mic. Let me tell you what it's like for me to record these episodes. First of all, I have so many ideas. Like my thought stream is almost this constant thread of ways I could say different ideas. Like I'm lying in bed and I'll wake up, I'll be half awake, and I'll be thinking about recording a podcast and about how I want to communicate something. And 
it's great. I'm like, this is legit. I love this so much. And then I, of course, don't write it down. I don't then remember it when it actually comes time to sit down and to record. And it also just feels different. It's so easy to sit and talk to someone about my ideas and the way I see the world. It's so easy to communicate some of my coaching principles. And then when I'm sitting in my kitchen doing this kind of one-sided recording, it is much harder than when I'm talking to someone or just kind of imagining these things in my mind. I say that because I think at this point, I'm still finding my my rhythm. I'm still finding my voice. I'm still finding or deciding what it's going to be. My hope is that regardless of how things will evolve, of how my style will change over time, I hope that you are getting something out of this. My mission for years, I wrote this down years and years ago, was that I wanted to leave people better than I found them. And that was something I thought in the context of a relationship. I thought, this isn't going to last forever, so I want to leave this situation and this relationship better than when I found him, better than when I found this person. And ever since, that has been my, my approach, my mission, really, because I'm someone who's on the move. I like to keep things moving. I like change. I like transformation. I want to have a life that's full of variety. And I think when you are always leaving, when you're always on to the next thing, there is a danger of leaving people behind, leaving situations behind, leaving organizations behind in a way that maybe doesn't feel good for everyone involved. And so now, as I choose to live my life this way of, of perpetual movement, I've decided that leaving situations better than I found them is my mission. It is my way of moving through life. With that said, I hope you get something out of today's episode. I hope you turn off this recording a little bit better, maybe, than when you turned it on. Maybe you feel a little better. Maybe you have a new insight, a moment of illumination, as I like to call them. Maybe there is something here that makes your day a little better or makes tomorrow a little better for you. So, okay, let's talk about Tahoe in November of 2020. I was crashing at my brother's place. I was separated, but not divorced. I was working for a PR agency making money I was not satisfied with making. And I was in the process of writing my first novel. Great. All of that stuff is kind of cool. I was in kind of an in-between. But I also had no idea where I was going. I had no idea where I was going professionally. I had no idea where I was going to live. My marriage, I wasn't positive, was over yet. I mean, we hadn't filed any paperwork we, to, to actually dissolve the thing. And I was just living. I was just in limbo. I was just existing. And I went with my brother. It was the first time I'd ever been to Tahoe. Tahoe had been on my list for years at that time. And I remember we went to Reno. We actually drove down the mountain one day to spend an afternoon in Reno because at that time I was experimenting with the idea of, could I live in Reno? Is this a place where I want to be? And so we drove down, we went downtown, we walked along the Truckee, I think it's the Truckee River that runs through downtown Reno. 
But we're walking along this path, and there were these insanely gorgeous trees. They were like shades of orange, yellow, gold. It was incredible, the colors in these trees. And of course, we were living in Arizona where we don't get colors. We don't get leaves. And my brother took a picture of me. I'm standing under this canopy, this golden canopy, and I'm looking up. And I went home and I posted that photo on Instagram. And I said some message about blooming where you're planted, because that's what I was attempting to do with my life at the time. Nothing about my situation was permanent. I knew for sure that I wasn't going to live with my brother forever. I knew for sure I wasn't going to be in marital limbo forever. I knew for sure that I wasn't going to be working at this PR agency forever. I knew these things, but I had no idea what was going to come next. And that said, I was still committed to this idea of blooming where you're planted. And so I want to talk a little bit more about that idea today and what it actually looks like in practice. Because since that time, since that photo was taken in November of 2020, I have moved about half a dozen times. I have lived in three states and four cities. That was like three years and four months ago. And I have just kept moving and kept trying on new things. And the the way that things happen for me is unbelievable. And the speed with which they happen, I will always tell you, it is so much faster than you have any idea is even possible. And all of that said, no matter where you go, no matter what your life looks like, wherever you go, there you are. And when you are constantly on to the next thing, on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. You never get the satisfaction of having arrived where you are. And more importantly than that, when you are in periods of deep transition, like I kind of tend to be frequently, by not grounding into your life as it is, you are left in a state of perpetual limbo. You will always feel unmoored from anything that feels solid, anything that feels true. So if you are in a place like I was back in November of 2020, where you know that nothing is going to stay the same as it is right now, but you also don't know what is coming next, I really want to encourage you to adopt this idea of blooming where you're planted. And first, I want to talk about the opposite because I think most of the time, we tend to err on the side of continuing to exist without fully living into our lives. And this is what I mean by that. Hey, I want to interrupt myself quickly to tell you about a message that has changed my life. And it starts with a quote by Joseph Campbell, who said, as you go the way of life, you will come to a great chasm. Jump. It is not as wide as you think. These words changed how I saw life, how I saw risk, how I saw leaps of faith. But what if you are not ready to take a leap of faith? What if you are not yet ready to burn your entire life to the ground? That is why I created Love It or Leave It. This is a mini course about shedding future regrets and building the foundation for big magical possibilities. It's about taking what's good 
and what works in your life right now and using those things to build a bridge to whatever is next for you. You can learn more about the course at jessicaell.com slash love. And now back to the episode. Anytime we sense something is impermanent, anytime we sense something is transitory, we tend to devalue it and we discount it. Like we think about this in terms of relationships of any kind. Like we talk about marriages as failures if they don't last forever. Or if someone is only in a relationship or a marriage that lasts for five years, like, oh, well, that was a failed marriage. We should feel sorry for that. Like that is a disappointment. It did not last. And then you think about kind of on the other end, in the early stages of dating someone, oh, well, it's only been a couple of months. It doesn't mean anything yet. There's nothing to it yet. Like it hasn't lasted long enough for us to care. We attach how much we should care about or value or love something based on how long we think it will last. And I am here to tell you that if you apply that idea to your life, you will go through huge periods of time wasting and wishing for something else to come, wishing that you were on to the next. You will just discount months and years of your life waiting to get someplace else. I think about where I am, right? I'm living in my hometown while my dad goes through cancer treatment. I don't know how long I'm going to be here. I might be here for six more months. I might be here for a few more years. I have no idea. I am also living in a house that isn't mine, that is not likely to ever become mine. And that's okay. It is transitory. Almost everything about my life and my living situation in this moment is transitory. It would be very easy to say, you know what? I'm not even going to try. I'm not going to try to meet new people. I'm not going to try to make friends. I'm not going to bother settling into this house because I'm probably going to be moving in a month or two, three months. I'm not going to bother living my life here because it doesn't matter. I'm going to be going somewhere else soon enough. And that attitude is preventing you from experiencing the really transformative things that can come your way. Because when you choose to bloom where you're planted, when you choose to live every day in your life as it is right now, I am telling you, opportunities will come your way. Things you can't imagine happening will show up because you are living and being very present in your life and not living in some imaginary, well, when I move, when I get a new job, when something changes, you're not living in some imaginary future land that doesn't exist yet. I want to share a few practical ways I have chosen to bloom where I'm planted, wherever I go. Because blooming where you're planted on a mental level is about not imagining you're somewhere else all the time. It's about not saying, oh my gosh, I hate this so much, I can't wait to leave. It's also about making the absolute best of where you are. It's about grounding into your real life. So if you think about your real life as the stuff that's happening in your physical reality, most of us spend more of our time living in our virtual lives. 
But when it comes to bloom where you're planted, you need to take your attention off Instagram, off your email, off Reddit, your celebrity gossip threads, which I love to read. Take your attention off of those things and turn it to your life. Where are you physically in this moment? Where are you living right now? What does your house or your apartment or your studio look like? What does your closet look like at this moment? All of these things are your real life and they are the place where you can start to bloom. Let's talk about practically what that has looked like for me. Number one, since I moved into my first solo apartment post-marriage, I have made it a habit to hang art on the walls wherever I go. This is a groundbreaking for me. I never hung anything on any wall ever until 2020 because I believed it didn't matter. We were always going to move again. But when I moved into that apartment in March of 2020, I bought some art pieces off of Society6. They were stylized photographs of Palm Springs by this artist named Paul Fuentes. He is so cool. His art is so, so cool. Highly recommend checking him out. But I ordered these online and then I hung them on my wall in my apartment. And I had only leased that place for six months. I knew for sure that I wasn't going to be living there by September 1st of 2020. That said, though, I wanted to feel like I was in a place that felt like home. I was so tired of living in this limbo of never really settling that I just wanted to, to make a statement to myself. Listen, I know you're not going to be here forever, but that doesn't mean that you can't enjoy this. You can enjoy this apartment. You can enjoy your life as much as you possibly can, even though things are going to change. The other thing that I do is I fully unpack. Each time I've I have had the urge to just leave things. Oh, you know what? I'm just going to move again soon. I shouldn't unpack that. That's so silly. I'll just do without it for a few months or six months or a year. Like, I don't need it. I'm just going to leave it in a box so it will be easier when it comes time to move again. I don't do that because I want to use all of the things I own, all of the things I love. I don't want to leave them packed up in a place where I can't use them because that's saying that the life I have to live in this time period is not worth the trouble of packing up another box. Like, hey, it's going to take me, let's say, four hours to repack, which is an exaggeration, a gross exaggeration, right? It's going to take me four hours to repack this box of stuff that I'm unpacking right now to live in this apartment for six months. And it's like saying to yourself, the next six months is worth less than the four hours in month seven that it will take you to repack this box. Like the absurdity of that and the way it's devaluing that six months. So I always fully unpack. The other thing I do is that I buy things I know may not fit into my place or that I know I might only use for a short time. So I have bought a lot of decor. I have bought area rugs. I have bought furniture. And I know that some of it might not suit my next home. And I've bought it anyway because I want to be comfortable 
listen, I don't know when I'm going to die. I don't know how much time I have. And I don't want to waste the moment I do have, which is right now. I don't want to make it less awesome than it can be just because I'm thinking, well, you know, in six months, I might have to move again. Like, no, no. I want my surroundings to be as wonderful as they can possibly be because the only moment I have to live is right now. Another thing that I do is that I join clubs and groups and I start making friends no matter what city I'm in and no matter how long I think I'm going to be here. And this one choice, this commitment to making friends, to getting myself involved in things has been the number one biggest factor in my life satisfaction, period. One of my best friends that I've made in the last year, I met at a co-working space. When I moved back to Phoenix and I was like, I don't know how long I'm going to be here, but I'm going to go back to Thrive. I'm going to go back to the co-working space that I used to come to. And I met an incredible friend. She and I have a standing phone call every Friday to just stay in touch and to continue to support one another through the various things that we're going through. And when I came back to my hometown, I found a co-working space and I started going there. And I'm telling you, if I hadn't found it and if I wasn't going there and meeting new people and getting out of the house almost every day, the experience that I'd have of my life right now would be very, very different in a negative way. And this last one is not really about your house. It's not really about your social life. It's about work. Because I know for a lot of people, the grass is always greener with another job, another role, the next promotion, whatever it is. So this one is a little bit of my secret trick to actually getting to that next thing faster without even having to do anything to get to the next thing faster. Lean into your work where you are. So if it's a job, I pretend that it's a job I'm going to have forever And then I find ways to make it the best that it can possibly be. When you are always looking at the next thing and imagining all of the ways that your current job sucks and you can't wait to get out of it, you're not putting any of your energy toward making it actually be better. And I believe that there is at least one small way that you can make your current role better for you, that you can make your experience of the role you're in better. And the more you do that, the more you focus on the little thing that you're making better and less on all of the things that you hate about your current job. That is when you start to show up differently. That's when life starts to respond to you differently. And that's why I say that the next thing will come along so much faster when you are blooming in the job you have. I know it's counterintuitive. It seems like the fastest way to get out of something is to try to get out of it, right? It's to constantly be looking for jobs. It's to remove your attention from your current role because you don't want it anyway. But in my experience, I have found that the fastest thing, what brings a new opportunity to me the fastest, is to stop looking for something different and to start looking at how I can make what is as good as it can possibly be. And that is when the new relationships come into my life, when the new projects show up, when new opportunities 
when new connections. That is when all those things come to me like magic. In summary, blooming where you're planted really is about shifting the way you look at things. I stopped looking at everything in my life as transitory, even though it might very well be. And as I said at the top, the way I live my life is kind of in constant motion. I see myself as a wanderer and as someone who is going to experience lots of different chapters of my life. And that means that most chapters won't last forever. But while I am in them, while I am in this chapter of my life, I am going to live it. I am not going to be counting the days until I go somewhere else because I'm thrilled to be here. I'm thrilled to be in this period of my life and I want to make every part of it as wonderful as it can be for as long as it lasts. And sometimes these things last longer, sometimes they don't last as long. That's okay because as long as you are blooming where you're planted, you are saying, I refuse to live my life in limbo. I refuse to think that some parts of my life and some years or decades of my life are more valuable than others. I refuse to say, I hate this time of my life, so I'm not going to engage it at all. Because every day that we get, every day is a gift. Every day is an opportunity to have more of what we want and less of what we don't. It's a chance to just have this incredible magical experience of being alive and of being a human and if you are listening to this to have an experience of being someone with a cell phone with a, an incredibly powerful computer in the palm of your hands or some incredibly powerful device and a pair of headphones like it's incredible when you stop to think about it and if we can bring that sense of wonder to every day of our lives and not to some future time. That is when things really do start to bloom around you. My personal mission, as I said at the top, is to leave things better than I found them. And I know that there are thousands of people who will listen to this and I will never know you. But my hope is that by spending a little bit of time with me, something in your mind or your life or your outlook has shifted a little bit for the better. If that is true for you, please consider leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts or sending me a message. I would love to hear from you. I'm on Instagram at the Jessica L. You can send me an email at my website, jessical.com. I'm trying to think other ways to reach me. Those are probably the two best ways. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear that something has shifted for you, that something is maybe a little bit better than when you turned on this episode 20 minutes ago. And finally, if you want support around making any part of your life better, if you want support in going through some kind of big life change, go to jessicaL.com to sign up for private coaching. I will be back next week with the final lesson in this series. And until then, I hope very interesting things come your way. Hey, if this episode inspired you, take the free Future Regrets Finder quiz. If you've ever wondered, is this as good as it gets? It isn't too late to send yourself in a new direction. Take the quiz at jessicaell.com slash quiz.